never fall victim to flashy cars, flashy watches and all that, right? So that's a big no-no for me. If a guy is flashing his Ferrari, like whatever, if that's the marketing angle, stay away. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders. Rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. I have a special guest joining us today. His name is Rashveen Rajendran, and he's been part of Valley's ecosystem, coming to our events, speaking at the Valley halls, and connected to so many individuals within our own office. And he is one that is known as the six-pack investor. Now, we'll get deeper into the concepts as to why that name has stuck with him. He is based in Singapore. He teaches people a lot about the stock market, how to invest, what are the myths, what are the ways to get started. And I thought this would be a timely person to bring on the show because there's a lot of things happening around the world and being based in Singapore where we actually are hitting some of the number one on the Spotify and on the Apple podcast we want to give a shout out to one of our best speakers we know in that area and talk about something that's so timely the stock market it's going up the economy what's going on what are the myths I need answers and quite frankly this is an episode I'm super curious about because I am personally a little lost where do we put our money in the middle of this pandemic? I feel like we're going to get a lot of answers through this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, give a big warm welcome to Resh. Resh, welcome to the show. Hey, man, Jason. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Dude, you know, if we're going to talk about all these things you mentioned, we're going to take hours, brother. 20 minutes is going to be not enough, is it? <laughs> no, we'll probably need a part one, part two, and part three. But let's get it. Let's get right to it. I love it. So first off, I just want to give a big shout out. Singapore, we've been doing the really well on the charts there. People are really loving superhumans at work. I feel like it's part of the culture. Like Singapore has a beautiful, you know, birth of a nation, strong leadership. And when we did a seminar together, I know you spoke a lot about that leadership and where it brought Singapore today. I wanted to open with that and acknowledge how is the leadership of Singapore influential in making it the nation that it is today? You know, I believe a lot in going to the source, right? Going to the source. What makes a country what it is, is the fundamentals that it's built on. And, you know, I have this quote in my home which states, remember where you started, right? And Singapore, very fortunately, was started on very solid ground, very solid fundamentals with our first Prime Minister, Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew. And, well, he went right back down to the basics. And the very basics is zero tolerance to corruption. And I find that being in Southeast Asia, right, again, you know, I respect all the countries around and I'm not going to speak anything of other countries. But one of the reasons why Singapore has blossomed to become what it is today is because of a zero tolerance to corruption. Of course, things still happen, but as much as possible, the country believes in doing things with integrity and honesty. And it was not tolerated. Back in the day, it was dealt with with a very, very severe hand. There's no BS, right? If you bring drugs into the country, you're dead. Like, you know, many countries in the Western world would argue for human rights and whatever. But here's the thing, right? In Singapore, we don't take nonsense, right? You misbehave, you don't follow the rules, finish, right? So again, like the country is, you know, they say it's a democracy, but to be honest, it's not exactly a democracy like what you see in the US, right? So it's, a, I don't even know how you'd call it, right? A bit of everything, a bit of communism, a bit of democracy. You know, we've largely been a one-party system. Personally, 
I would judge the country based on the results as of today without getting too political and why we're not. I believe that the reason why we are where we are today is because of great governance. Yeah, and that's essentially what it is. It's very interesting because it's one of those rare cases where, as you said, it's a democratic process. There's some caveats to that, but the strong will of abolishing corruption is a very courageous move to make. You know, it's very obvious that is always one of the number one correlators between the wealth of a nation or the happiness of its people. The moment you squash corruption, there just seems to have everything else that works in play. Confidence goes up, everybody trusts the system, and it takes a lot of leadership and courage. So I think that is an amazing thing to witness when you look at Singapore. And that brings us right into the next topic, which is you. You've been a man that has been on the market doing some investing, teaching people how to invest. And I feel like this is an element where a lot of people might not be taking as much action to go into the stock market because there's a lack of education, maybe a lack of trust. And so I'd be curious to know your story. Like, how did you get started into investing in something that seems so complicated to understand, yet you were able to go in and find some ways to generate wealth? Quick backstory, right? I started my investing journey, thankfully, at a very, very young age of 18. So at 18 years old in Singapore, every single person actually enlist into the military service, right? So, you know, my dreams and goals were to actually become a military officer. I wanted to sign on to actually serve the country. Unfortunately, things didn't go out to plan, right? The day I enlisted into a military service, I had a very, very, very serious medical condition, right? As a result, I was hospitalized for many months. I lost sensation on the whole left side of my body. I couldn't feel my face, my hands, my legs. It was very serious, you know? I got downgraded. You know, I wasn't able to be physically fit anymore. I was put in the lowest, we call it the pest status, the lowest pest status. And I was made to become a clerk in the army, right? Hey, look, I wanted to shoot rifles and defend the nation. But now all I did was make coffee. So it was, it was really, really sad. You know, my dreams got crushed. However, you know, I truly believe in this one thing. When God closes a door, a much better door would open. And in fact, it did. Guess what? In May of 2012, I decided to take that leap of faith to go and explore what else can I do. And that's when I went to, you know, seminars by Success Resources. And I checked out the world of investing in business. And one of the first things that I did was to invest in myself. And thankfully, I found a mentor who had his values in check, who knew the proper way of investing. And, you know, I followed the right mentor from the get-go. And, you know, I was very, very thankful because people search for years and years and years and they don't find the right teacher. For me, I found the right teacher from the very get-go. And uh, because of that, my journey has been very rapid, very fast. You see, mentors help you to shortcut your journey. They give you the solutions. They tell you what to do and what not to do. And, you know, that's the reason why I truly, truly believe in learning from the best in the business. Why? Because they cut short their journey. You know, that's also primarily the reason why I plugged into Mindvalley. See, I wanted to learn as a company, how do you create the culture that Mindvalley has? People from all over the world lining up to work for you guys. Like, how do you create that, right? See, I'm very, very intrigued. And that was one of the primary reasons why I joined Mindvalley because I absolutely love the people. I love the community. And I believe, you know, in today's world, it's always about building a really rock-solid community. So, you know, I, I've been really blessed to be part of Mind Valley as well. It's a huge part of my learning process. And I always give props to Mind Valley to Vision for, you know, my growth so far in the last few years as well. 
Rash, this is what I really love about you is you're, you're very aware of the things and the nuggets that got you to where you are. I mean, now you're a CEO. Have you turned 30 yet? Are you still under 30? I'm still under 30. That's incredible. And so you got a portfolio of investments. You're the CEO of this company. And you touch on something that I think is really key. And I want to elaborate on this. You talked about finding the right mentor. And I feel that is accurate because a lot of the things that slow us down is hesitation because we don't know we're going the right direction. So I wanted to throw a question at you because I've had an instance that was a little different. In, in my early 20s, I hired a mentor group, which paid like five figures of a coaching slash mentorship program, only to realize that after I took away what was illusions of marketing and sales, they were actually quite scammy. And I wanted to ask, you got lucky in some regards because you landed on the right mentor. Do you have any words of advice to help people make sure that whenever they decide to choose a mentor, they don't fall trap of very good marketing and sales that might be slightly deceptive. Fantastic. My man, I've got so much to share. Why? Because I've been in the industry for 10 years, man. Right? 10 years. So I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I've got a lot to share with regards to this. Never fall victim to flashy cars, flashy watches, and all that. Right? So that's a big no-no for me. If a guy is flashing his Ferrari, like whatever, if that's the marketing angle, stay away. So how did I pick my mentor? The reason why was because, well, his name is Sean Sia, right? And Sean very simply was a guy who, to him, what mattered was his family, his wife, his three children. And what mattered to him above everything else was his relationship with God. He couldn't be bothered about, you know, wearing fancy clothes he didn't really bother about how he looked like. You know, he's a guy who made his millions and that was it, right? And all he wanted to do was to be with his family. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, I want to aspire to be like that, right? To truly put your family first and to have God at the center of it all. So that was what attracted me. And spot on, right? See, the important thing is to ask the question, what is the source of your blessings? You must understand something. Money can come and money can go. I've seen people make millions and lose everything overnight simply because they let greed take over, right? They let this demon called greed take over. You see, I'm not interested in temporary wealth. I'm interested in permanent wealth. What keeps guys permanently wealthy, right? Like for generations to come. And that always, always boils down to having the right value system. So look for people and get references to actually find out if their values are right. If their values are in the right place, then guess what? You can go all the way with them, right? So do your background check on the people and the mentors you want to learn from. And most importantly, find out their value system. What do they stand for? What do they believe in? Is their family functional, right? I think that's one of the most important criteria for me. Wow. And do you find that that applies pretty much to everybody else as well? Everybody, man, everybody. But then again, Jason, you know, I want to share something. There is something to learn from everybody, right? See, have I lost a bunch of money from scammers? You bet I have. Hey, man, you know, I've invested a lot of money in a complete scam. But did I learn something? Absolutely, right? So I believe in taking the best from everybody. And look, there's nobody's going to be perfect. Take the best from whichever teacher you come across and apply that in your life. I absolutely love that. And Resh, you remind me of the fact that I'm writing a book right now. And one of the stories I have is this incident where I hired mentors, right? Which were supposed to get me to take steps to learn, to grow. That's usually the responsibility of a mentor. 
And when I first realized that what I was involved in was a quote unquote scam, it, it just wasn't right. Matter of fact, they threw me in a room, record testimonials that were shared in infomercials across Canada, only to realize that everything I'd been taught was wrong. And the person that was supposed to fund every deal we had put offers on just disappeared after the recordings were done. And so I had a position to take. I would say, oh my God, poor little Jason, he just got scammed. What a victim. But, you know, in hindsight, I look at it and I realize, wow, maybe, just maybe, that was the most perfect mentorship program I've ever had. They threw me so deep in the water, but they knew I could swim back. I'll never know. I'll never speak to these people again. But when I choose to believe that, I look back and I'm like, wow, it was a real estate thing. So I, I had to learn everything about real estate so that I wouldn't screw over everyone that I had transacted with. I had to learn everything about taxes and I became one of the most knowledgeable people in the field. So I love that you talk about how it's almost like you can't, you can't fail. If you're investing in yourself, there's always something to learn. 100%. You know, Jason, I want to share something with you. And I think you'll love this. I know you'll love this. I have been involved in a lot of scams, right? This is something I keep with me right beside me. This was on the 14th of May, 2012, right? I know people can't see it, but let me just read it to you. I wrote down what I want to achieve in LFI and in life, right? So there's this company which was called LFI and it was a scam, right? It was a scam. And, uh, but what happened was this, on my first day in that company, they asked me to write down my dreams and my visions and what I wanted to achieve. And I wrote this down. So let me read some of this to you, right? I was 19 years old. I had $480 in my bank account, 480 bucks. And I wrote down, I will be successful and rich. I will make my money work for me. I will not work for money. I will be a great speaker who can captivate people. I will help people around me get rich and teach them the art of financial education. And I wrote down, I will be a testament of God's great blessing in my life, not through my effort, but through His work in me. And my man, I believe what I wrote that day has come to pass. Many of these things have come to pass. And I wouldn't have written this down if not for that scam. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Resh, for sharing. So for everybody listening, you know, here what we really want to drill forward is that when you have a mentor and you're investing within yourself, there's very little that can go wrong. Here we've actually given you some of the advice that Resh has said, which is there's values you can look into to make sure that these people aren't all the way scam. But matter of fact is even if you're curious about your own investment, your own growth, and things are in the gray area, there is going to be a lesson in that. But here you've already listened so far and you know that there are flags you can look for, which is check for the values. Make sure that they're not just being all flashy and trying to get you towards that temporary illusion of greatness, but look for the ones that have the right values that are building the family and that are looking to give back. Which brings me, Resh, to this idea because I know you're big into investment. It seems like a complicated world. And matter of fact, for a lot of people that you know are doing their regular work, but are also curious about getting into the stock market, it sounds like the people that teach it, most of them are flashing Lamborghinis and telling you that it's easy to become rich on the stock market. And so can you tell us about what are the things that you've learned and what are things people should look out for as they're starting to dabble into investing in the stock market? So number one, what's very, very important is to understand what's possible, what's not. I'm a student of history. I believe in history. So, you know, a lot of times people come up to you and tell you things along the lines of, oh, yeah, dude, I can help you make 50% a month, right? I can pay out, you know, 5% a month or something along those lines. And there are so many people who have fell victim to investment scams, right? We're on topic of investing scams, for example. Dude, you know, people have lost millions. Some people have committed suicide, right? Because of falling prey to investing scams. 
So what's very, very important is to study what's possible and what's not. Historically, Warren Buffett, who's one of the greatest investors of our time, has achieved a compounded annual return of about 20%, 20, 21, 19 to 21%. You know, I'm not trying to put a limitation on what you can achieve, but there's something to take away from history, right? Across wars, across global recessions, he's managed to achieve a rough 20% rate of return in investment. So, you know, number one, first things first, how do you not fall into a trap? Number one, please understand what's possible, what's not. If somebody pitches a 100% return, for example, oh, that's going to be dangerous. All right? So that's something to actually understand. Understand what's possible. And so number two, what works? Have a look at the richest people in the world. The richest people in the world, they buy good companies and they hold them for a long time to come. That's how they get seriously rich. So my question to you is this. Do you just want to get temporarily rich or do you want to be permanently rich? What do you want, right? And if you truly want to have true generational wealth, a lot of it comes in holding good companies over the long term. That's basically it, man. That's the truth. It seems so fundamentally accurate and obvious when you say it that way. Why do we still have a lot of these opportunities? People are like shiny object being like, you can make it now quicker, easier. Our psychology is just not working right? <laughs> Jason, look, you understand the psychology of sales, right? See, humans, unfortunately, are gullible, right? Humans, unfortunately, they love the next shiny thing. What's the next big stock to invest in? What's the next Tesla? Tell me now. What's the next great thing? And everybody's in search of the next shiny object. They go from one thing to another only after 10 years to realize that they're exactly at the same spot. Look, that's not the way to go, man. Find what works and get down deep right? Practice the fundamentals, get deep, become a master at your craft. And that's how you make permanent wealth. So as you're going out there, making your craft be better and better, if you're going to go into investing, like you talk a lot about knowing what are good companies, where should I nurture my knowledge to understand better? What does it mean for it to be a good company versus a bad company? Okay, very, very good. So first and foremost, what I've realized, and again, this is coming from 10 years of wisdom, right? And learning, I have an innate interest in understanding business. I have an innate interest in watching documentaries about business, about finding out and talking to the founders, just like what you're doing, Jason. You're getting into the minds of these CEOs, these founders, for example, and then you dig into their brains and find out, wow, this guy has a vision. How is he making that vision come to pass? You see, how a company is made or how the company prospers or fails ultimately kind of points down to the leader. And today, you have this opportunity through like Mind Valley's podcast, for example, and many, many other podcasts to listen into the minds of these great visionaries and CEOs. So if you ask me, Resh, what is the shortcut to actually understanding whether a business will work? Listen to this podcast, guys. It's freely available. Listen to these business owners. Listen to, hey, you know, and some of these guys, they ask brilliant questions, just like Jason does, right? Listen to them and find out, you know, what are they moving towards? What are they working on? What are their future growth projections? You know, what's their vision for their lives and for their companies? Oh man, these are the questions that you want to listen into. And when you listen into them, you get a much better understanding whether you can invest in these companies or not. Incredible. And so that brings me to the other side of the spectrum. So what if you're someone that, okay, you want to learn, but you get stuck in this perpetual learner mode? Like I'm guilty, Resh. I'm a guy that started off with real estate, I've never invested in the stock market before. 
I have a feeling that there's something that holds me back because quite frankly, I'm not totally invested in learning. I'm not, I don't have that passion to study the businesses as much as I hear you have it. And so two-sided question here is one, should I have that as a prerequisite to be deeply interested to jump in? And the second part is that if I'm having hesitancy to jump in, what do you usually advise people? Okay, very, very simple. So again, investing in the stock market is very simple as compared to real estate. First and foremost, you know, you require a lot less money, right? And secondly, like, look, you can get an account set up in a day and you can start investing tomorrow, right? So that's how fast it is in terms of transactional ability, right? You can buy and sell, you know, you can buy today. If you want to exit, you can exit out tomorrow. I invest in both real estate and, and stocks. I have investments in both. I've invested millions of dollars in both. But see, here's the thing. With the stock market, you know, you got to understand yourself, right? What do I mean? What do I mean? Just like in property, right? So some people are in it for flips. Some people are in it for capital gains. Some people are in it for rental yield. Like, you know, I want to get the perpetual cash flow. Right? So again, very, very similarly in the stock market, it's the same, right? Are you investing just for dividends? Are you investing for flipping? Or are you investing for capital gains? So the principles are the same, my brother, right? It's the same, right? So what is your perspective? What do you, you know, like flipping, for example, right? it's all pretty, but dude, you know that there's a lot of work involved, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much it work. It's not passive. It's, it's not, not passive. passive. It's very active. <laughs> it's very active. Jason knows, right? Similarly, right? You want to flip stocks, guess what? It's active. Right, it's active, right? Whereas, let's say, for example, you want to collect rental. Yeah, it's relatively passive. You get a good asset, you know, you rent it out to a good tenant, you collect the cash flow, it's very passive. Similarly, in the stock market, it's super passive, right? You buy a good stock with a good dividend yield, for example, you sit down and you just collect the checks, that's it. The next one is very simply like in real estate, for example, you're buying a real estate because you know that this area is a good location and you know in 10 years you'll have crazy capital growth, right? You know, you talk about like in Canada, for example, man, the prices double every couple of years, right? You get a good property in Singapore, in prime estate Singapore, in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, for example, you know, it's going to increase in value over time. Right, and you're in it more for okay. I'm gonna buy now. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna look at it for ten years. There's so many companies in the stock market where you can do that as well. You know, you buy them, you just close your eyes, and hey, look, ten years later, your money would have tripled, quadrupled. Who know? Who knows? Right. So my question to you is, what is your objective? All right, and the principles are the same. The only difference in the stock market is that look, you can start with three hundred dollars. You can start with two hundred dollars. You can start with anything that you want. So how did I get started investing in real estate? I built my pot through the stock market, all right? And once I built my pot through the stock market, I took that money and I reinvested it into property markets and I started buying properties all over the world. So that's what I did, man, because I didn't have money. I love it. Resh, this is such a good wealth of information. I hope that for a lot of people that are listening, you're realizing that you can just get started. You can put a little bit into it and then you can actually see and be a part of it so you actually get to learn, which is one of the things, I don't know if you agree with this, Resh, but sometimes the best mentorship is to just dive in because the learnings you'll get from just going forward is amazing. Jason, two things you talked about, you know, you're perpetually stuck sometimes in the learner mode and my man, I understand, right? But see, one thing that I've actually applied in my life is this principle. See, I attend a lot of seminars just like you do, Jason. But you know, one thing that I've applied in my life is I call this the, what's the one thing I can apply? I go to a session, I learn 10,000 things and then I feel paralyzed because I'm like, shit, that's a lot to take in. 
And very, very simply, my question is, hey, what's the one thing I can do and just apply voraciously, right? So I kind of block out whatever else, you know, sure, it's in my head subconsciously, but one thing I'm going to apply, I'm going to apply it seriously. That's it, right? So if you can take one thing away from a mentor or class and apply it in your lives, so all you need to succeed. Guys, the 80-20 principle, right? Seriously, in the end of the day, look at the amount of time you're spending and ask yourself this question, you know, are you just spending the time just learning or are you spending the time actually applying the information that you learn? It's very, very important. If you flip that switch, you're going to achieve tremendous success. Resh, I have this one question, which is around like emotional intelligence, self-mastery. I feel like a lot of times if you're into, especially in the times now, like we've seen this market go down. Now we're seeing it's crazy. I don't know where it is by the time this podcast is being listened by you. But where does this emotional mastery come into play and how important is it for someone that's jumping into something that could be perceived more volatile as a stock market? Oh man, this is so important. Well, you know, Jason, I want to share with you something. The stock market is essentially a game of mastering emotions. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. It's a game of fear and greed, right? You've got to, so again, it's not meant for everybody, especially if you're emotionally not stable because Unlike properties, for example, you can see the prices moving up and down every day. If you get sucked into the hole, prices moving up and down every day can get very scary. So, you know, again, it's not meant for everybody. Look, in the end of the day, you got to know yourself, right? You got to understand yourself and you got to understand what suits you. What I believe is that stocks, property, business, whatever, they're all just vehicles. You know, choose the vehicle that you want to drive. Right, so would I would I be choking everybody in the neck saying invest in the stock market? No, I don't. But what I'll ask you to do is find out about yourself and choose a vehicle that is meant and suited for you. Okay, coming down to emotional intelligence, what is one thing you can do to really really help yourself? It comes down to journaling. The power of journaling, and this applies to everything. I learned this when I train in the gym. When I'm in the gym, I journal down everything, right? So I can track my progress. In investing, it's very important. When I started out today, whenever I make an investment, I write it down. Why did I make the purchase? If I'm selling, for example, why am I selling? See, it's very, very important to keep track of your emotions. Write it down, diary, journal. I sound like a broken record, but it's said too many times and I cannot stress enough how important it is. So if you're serious about your success, every professional trader and investor journals everything down, right? So, you know, if you're serious about it, if you don't want to treat it as hobby income, but you want to make it serious full-time income, journal. It's so funny. So for those who are listening to Superhumans at work for long enough, I'm sure you've recalled that so many people we bring on the show bring up the idea of journaling. I advocate for it too. If it's not sunken in by now, I hope that this episode is the one that finally makes you realize that this is one of the core skills to be a superhuman. And so definitely adopt that. It doesn't need to be extraneous. Do it daily. And I love this concept because it can be applied not only to stock market investing, but every important decision you make in life. Why did you choose a particular job to apply for? Why did you decide to resign? What is the next project you want to work on? And when you become aware of that, you will have an audit history. And as Resh mentioned, history is a very important thing to study to see what are the projections and the ways that you want to behave. And with that awareness, you can have a bit more self-mastery. Resh, two more things I wanted to ask is one, on the day of this recording, we are in the third quarter or end of the third quarter in 2020. What are you seeing happening in the market right now? And is there any kind of words of wisdom that you could give for somebody that's going into it? Jason, I'm going to be very direct, very upfront. We are into the greatest bull market we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Ever. 
Let me explain to you why. Right now, because of what COVID has caused, the entire world is moving digital. I just had a dinner with one of the greatest investing entrepreneurs in Singapore. And he was just talking to me about how, you know, his profit margins have went from 30% to like 80% just simply because of COVID and how everything has shifted digital. And he's like, uh, there's no way I'm going to go back to live events, right? There's no way. What for? And this is not out of the norm, right? There are so many companies which have been forced by way of hand to go digital. And digital is the way to go. There's a digital revolution that's happening and things are not going to be the same, right? That's a new normal and you've got to get used to it, right? So guess what? Profit margins are increasing. A digital revolution. So if you listen to these two words, digital revolution, the question to ask is what are some companies that you can invest in which helps companies aid in this digital revolution? Whether it be software companies, for example, or whether it be cybersecurity companies, for example, right? Think about this digital revolution and what companies will truly benefit from this digital revolution. And these are the companies you want to be looking at to invest in, right? Straight up, man. So, see, a lot of people are saying, oh, the economy is faltering, money, so much money is being lost. Money is never lost. Money is just transferred. Huge money. Some companies are absolutely dying, but their money is being transferred over to other companies which are absolutely crushing the game. So, yeah, that's exactly what's happening, my man. Resh, this was such a powerful episode. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing. I just want to recap for everybody that we started off very strongly about one of the key things you can do, which is if you're looking at investment, the investment in yourself is the number one investment you want to do. If you can find mentors, these will accelerate your growth. Even if you don't find the perfect mentor, the action of investing in yourself is so, so powerful. But if you're trying to filter out the good from the bad, don't go for the flashy ones. Go for the ones that have the right values that you resonate with that will actually look for building permanent wealth, not temporary wealth. Long term, looking at history. Great concepts here that were shared by Resh. We then went into what the stock market's all about. What is your objective? What are you looking to do? Are you being realistic? 20% year on year is what Warren Buffett was able to do as one of the greatest investors in the world. Don't limit yourself in the potential, but at the same time, have a realistic lens. Always do your due diligence. If you're hesitating to start, one of the beauties about the stock market is you don't need a lot of capital to get started. And sometimes just getting started is gonna bring a lot of the learnings that you're looking to do. We've talked also about what's going on right now is a huge shift to digital. There's a huge amount of opportunities that can come from that. So I wish that this was very helpful for everybody who might be considering putting this into a portfolio of passive investment. And with that, I just wanted to throw it back at you, Resh, and ask you if people want to use more information that you're sharing, how are the best ways that they can find you? So very, very simply, you can go to my website, www.teamresh.com or check me out on Instagram, Six Pack Investor on Facebook and Instagram. Maybe another episode, I can talk to you about Six Pack Investor and what's up with that, right? That's true. We kept it a mystery. Yeah, we kept it a mystery, right? But Six Pack Investor, S-I-X-P-A-C-K Investor. Look me up on Instagram, Facebook. Shoot me a DM. You can find everything on there as well. So we'll put that all in the show notes. When you message Resh, make sure you let him know that you heard him on Superhumans at work. And because we did this honorary episode, particularly also to recognize Singapore, where we were top ranked in the Apple podcast, I would love to ask anybody who leaves a review mentioning specifically this episode, send it to me at Jason Mark Campbell on Instagram, a screenshot of you leaving a review. We're going to give away an all access quest 
Mind Valley package for one of the people that leaves a review based on this episode. The contest is only going to be open for the first week of this episode being released. So when you leave a review, take a screenshot, send it over to me at Jason Mark Campbell on Instagram. You'll see the exact spelling in the show notes. We're going to give away an all access for one year of Mind Valley quests. So make sure you send that in, leave a review, and thank you everybody for watching. This was an amazing episode with Resh. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast.